0: to run, but still you came, and you stepped into the dark, cause that's just the kind of God you are, when heaven seems beyond my reach, you still see eternity in me, you're turning ashes into art. Cause that's just the kind of God you are. It's in the empty tomb. It's on the rugged cross. Your death-defying love is written in your scars. You'll never quit on me. You'll always hold my heart. Cause that's the kind of God you are. gave me freedom from
1: my sin You told me I
0: could start again All the hurt is dead and gone Now we're, we're your daughters, daughters and your sons Amazing grace, how sweet the sound We once were lost, but now we're found Forever you hold us in your arms That's just the kind of God you are,
1: oh, it's in the end.
2: I'm glad that y'all too, in addition to everyone else, (laughs) I'm glad that y'all are here. I'm glad that you're watching. I know that there are some people who are not feeling well today, and we hope that you get to feeling a whole lot better and praying for you, and and hope that you will be able to be back with us next Sunday, but we're glad that we have the capability of online. So uh, there are some who are vacationing as well maybe I don't know if they're watching yes all right they are watching too hello welcome got our uh, international travelers we're, we're international we we're doing great so uh, we're glad that you are that you're watching that you're here with us in uh, in spirit and in vision so this month is uh, for our shoe boxes, It is hygiene products. In our newsletter, I talked about some different types of hygiene products that might would be good and work with that theme. So if you are, if you're needing to to know some extra things about that you look at our newsletter or um see me after but uh, any type of hygiene product it cannot be anything liquid and it cannot be anything breakable but anything else please do bring for the month of july and we'll put it back here with our shoebox items also i got a shoebox today and some money so any of those things if you if we have three shoeboxes at the house that we need to bring they're not mine because I keep mine, but um, Shane Williams has some shoe boxes that he needs to bring. So uh, get those get those to us and, and some shipping costs. As of right now, it's $9. It, w- it was last year, so we're hoping it stays around that. But inflation, who knows? So it may go up a little. But anything that you can do helps. So thank you so very much. Also the 23rd of this month, which is uh, in two Saturdays, Bonnie English and his family will be here singing for us, and we're we're excited about that. We're going to have a spaghetti supper afterward. Uh, we're suggesting a $5 donation, and all that money is going to go to our our group that night so be here again if you can't afford five dollars we will not let you starve and like I said last week if you want to give more we will not give you change back so please make sure that you're here and that you are are participating having a good time Uh uh-oh so well there's okay all right lord help Alina today don't know what's going on with her but heavenly father please help her and let everything be all right um the uh the Sossaman's daughter Alina their their little girl she is um she has special needs so just pray for her amen um and also so be here on the 23rd at six o'clock and then Kim gave a great suggestion Kim is watching she was one who was not feeling well this past week so she's uh She's watching. I hope. Hello, Kim. You better be watching. But she suggested that for our first Sunday meal in August that we do something kind of fun and that everybody bring a dish that begins with the first letter of their first name. I said that's a neat idea. So we're gonna try it out and see. So the first letter of your first name. She said that she wants uh, Shane's name to begin with a, a P that day so that she, he can bring pasta salad. But um, but you know, it, for example, if your name is if your name is Zinnia, then you might would bring zucchini. I don't know, but but that's the kind of the idea. So, uh, be creative as much as you can, and uh, we'll, that'll be fun. So make sure that you're here for that first Sunday um, in August to, to see what everybody brings. Uh, any other announcements? We will certainly let you know. Um, we were we were watching a video just uh, last week. And I showed it to mom. It was just—it was really something. We're, we were watching TV, and and there was a video of a of a cat who would caught a little baby bunny, and he was bringing the bunny, you know, like cats sometimes do, um, that bringing the bringing the animal kind of like a a treasure, bringing it to the door of his home, as you know, helping out the the family. I don't know. what animal. Romy brings moles, but um but he he had the, the bunny in his teeth and he brought the, the bunny to the door and sat it down. And the bunny waited for just a second and it ran off the porch. It hit it was it was almost like it felt this relief, like, Oh escape, thank goodness I, I got away from the clutches of this cat and it ran off the porch and it ran across the yard and an owl came and picked it up and flew it away and I thought golly sometimes sometimes it's like we escape the clutches of a cat only to be caught by an owl and um I don't know if y'all have ever felt that way I, it's just like one thing after the other just keeps happening and Lord is it ever going to end and I, is it ever going to be okay but the Lord is with us and he is mighty and strong and I'm just so thankful for who he is amen Let's sing this morning and go to the Lord in prayer. Ask him to have his will in the service. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness. Lord, we worship you today because of who you are. God, we give you glory and honor and praise because you are great and greatly to be praised. God, I thank you for this beautiful day that it looks kind of dreary outside, but we, we know that you need to, to send us rain. We know that that we need that for our own good. And I, just, I thank you that you do things for our good. That may not feel good at the time. That may not feel like the right thing, the thing that we want. But God, we trust you with our whole hearts. God, we know that you have all things under your control. And God, I pray now that you would have your will and your way in each and every life. God, there is no one who is here by accident. But each person is here because you have ordained them to be. God, I thank you for those who are able to watch. For for whatever reason that they're not with us, if they're sick or if they're on vacation, or whatever the reason is, I just pray your blessing and your help in their lives. God, give them strength mentally, physically, emotionally. God, we just ask your will to be done in this place. Lord, that you would fill us up. Do something in us today. I believe that you're wanting to. God, I just ask you that you would have your will from the very first prayer to the very last prayer. That we would lift you up and bless your name. In Jesus' precious holy name we pray. We surrender ourselves to you now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise your holy name, Father. Praise your holy name.
3: Who am I that the highest king Would welcome me I was lost but he brought me And oh his love for me Oh his love for me Who the sun sets free Oh, it's free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Say, free at last. Free at last, he has ransomed me. His grace runs deep. While I was a slave to sin, Jesus died for me. He died for me, who the sun says free, oh is free indeed, I'm a child of God, yes I You. Say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not a Father's house, there's a place for me, I'm a child of God, yes I am.
2: Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. God, you are great, you are greatly to be praised, we lift you up today. God, you are worthy of all praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, we just lift you up today. Just lift you up and give you glory.
3: Because of who you are, I give you glory. Because of who because of who you are. I will lift my voice and say, Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Lord, I worship you because of who
2: and sovereign and mighty we praise your holy name
4: oh glory hallelujah praise the lord i'm feeling a little bit churchy hallelujah there it is brenda That song that says in the part in it, He is only good. Oh, glory. Somebody jump over the church with this preacher. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, I might take a few more minutes today. I hope it'll be all right. Praise God. God, praise God. Thank God He is here in the place. Hallelujah! He is in His house. Hallelujah! And we sing welcome songs for Him to come into His house. And this is His house. And when we come together to gather in His name, if it's one or two, He said, I'll be there. Glory! If two of you We'll just agree touching one thing. I'll take care of Hallelujah! Bless Bless his name, bless his name. Bless his name, bless his name. Hallelujah. We're glad that you're here. Appreciate you coming and getting through all of this rain. Thank the Lord for good rain. Rain all day, Lord. Amen, amen. The ground can take it. Amen. Praise God. But we are so glad to have some friends of ours for the entire time that we've been in this area. And that is uh, the Woods brothers, Sister Woods, Valerie. Praise the Lord. I'll tell you, they're super people. They are super, super people, and we appreciate them. Um, I'll tell you, I, got, I thought a little bit about Sister Woods whenever we were singing that song about he's constant. And she's probably been in the church a little longer than I have, uh, although I was uh, in the Church of God from seven years old till now. I'm a little over 40. And, uh, but she's been in the church for some time, and, and she understands that the Lord is constant. Yeah. Amen. He's, he doesn't change. I mean, he's the same thing. A constant, and, and and what he tells Fred, he tells Lucille, and Lucille, you're gonna to have to do just like Fred to make it to heaven. I mean, you don't have to look and smell and act and all that kind of stuff, but 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 the same law of God gets you to glory that gets Fred to glory. Praise Lord. There's no other way. There's no Oprah Winfrey way. Hallelujah. There's no anybody else's way. Jesus Christ said, I am the way. Praise the Lord. And the way to get to the Father is through me. Amen. We've got to know Jesus Christ. And and God is constant, always the same. He's constant, never changing. And then He's only good. Can't say that about some of us. He is only good. Then the last one said, He is sovereign. Now, I've got an example for that sovereign, and I I hope that you'll indulge me this morning. But in the the church at Central, uh, large church, large congregation, one of the largest congregations in western North Carolina, And, and, and I might say on that the tithing from that church is larger than any church in the Church of God, any state, anywhere. Their tithing is just fabulous. Thank God for those people that... And give. But they had a situation where uh, Pastor uh, Loran Livingston had to say that God is sovereign. Because they had two little children, the same sickness, the same trouble. They were fasting and praying for each of the two children, for what was going on with them. One of those children was healed. One of those children died. How does that happen, Pastor? What's going on? We prayed, we fasted equally. And all he could say was, God is sovereign. God does like He pleases. He knows more than I do. He knows more than you do. He is constant. He is only good. And He is sovereign. I believe that you're watching Every morning when you're beginning to read, you're watching to make sure that you pass by this little piece of paper. Uh, it should be real close to your Bible and your uh, uh, what am I, meditation on the Lord. And so our mission on one side, and our mission, it's on the wall as you walk out. You can see it. And great things, oh, marvelous things. On the other side is our vision. And that is in Acts chapter two, as our pastor uh, preached to us just a few months ago about that. Uh, Was that chapter one, verse eight. chapter one verse eight? Yeah, yeah. You shall receive power. That's not chapter two. That's where the Spirit poured out. Well, I'm I feel some of that, but Acts chapter one verse eight is where that uh, is the is the vision of the church: Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria uttermost parts of the world so what am I doing what is Larry Jordan doing to make sure that I'm touching those people are all of my friends Christians are all of my acquaintances Christians if not I need to help I need to do what I can to share I'm feeling a little bit hallelujah I need to share with them the good news of Jesus Christ, so that they too can understand how great our God is and may serve Him. Amen. The, my, my name is Larry. Most people call me preacher around here because I've been here for 26 years and preached. In fact, some lady the other day said, Preacher, you'll always be preacher, but Jennifer's our pastor. I said, amen and glory to God. That's all right. I'll always be preacher. But my name is Larry. And I guess that means lamb chops for the first. Or maybe even luncheon meat. Or lobster. Oh dog. First Sunday meal with lobster. Liver and onion. Gracious, now I like that part. Boy, thank you, Brother Shane. Liver and put some onion with that. How much better can you be? The only thing would beat it would be heavenly food. Amen. Liver (laughs) Hallelujah. Be with us first Sunday meal. And every time you can. Those watching, we thank you for watching and be here for first Sunday meal. I understand some of you are on vacation and we have some that are sick and uh, different things that are happening. So we're glad you're watching, and I'm glad that the Lord's here. My part, I've done all of that, but my part is actually praise the Lord. Anybody that has a praise, and I do have a praise, he is good to me. I thank God that he saved me, he sanctified me, and he filled me with his Holy Ghost. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. He is good, isn't He? Amen. And He has healed me, not just over the cancer that I'm past and gone, but uh, uh, bone spurs and, and other things that are happening. And my wife uh, was prayed for when we, one of the times we went to India for something that she uh, enjoyed having, not enjoy, but she had a couple of times a year but hadn't had it since those little kids at that children's home prayed for her. And somebody touched heaven. Praise God. Can you testify this morning God's been good to you, done great things in your life? Praise God. Amen, Brother Vic. Praise God. If there was such a thing, and we say it sometimes, that your mama's looking over in uh, the portals of glory watching you, she's proud of you. I know she is. Somebody else brag on Jesus. Amen. Oh, bless the Lord. Right. Amen. We're all right. Yes. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, glory. Thank you. Lovely Lord. Hallelujah. That's right. Oh my <laughs> Oh Lordy Hallelujah. <laughs> oh bless the Lord. Oh bless the Lord. God is good. Oh he is all the time. hallelujah.
1: <laughs>
4: oh hey amen Praise God. Praise God. Well, bless your heart. Amen. That's good. That's good preaching. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. I know that. Hallelujah. I believe she loves the Lord, don't you? Amen. And I'll tell you, Brother Woods has had to enjoy that for a long time, had not you, Brother Woods? You've lived with that lady for a number, number, number of years. And may the Lord bless you and, and her both. And he has. And Valerie, can anybody, only God, can put the value, on what Valerie has done in Costa Rica. How many lives that she has touched with her ministering. Oh, I'm feeling good like I could jump over the church. Hallelujah! It's good when God uses talent in other places. Catch the vision, mission field. When you walk outside, the mission field, and her mission field has been Costa Rica, Blessed souls, touched hearts. Goodness, uh, we couldn't say enough. Only God knows. Praise His name. So, one announcement before I put on a different hat. We are in the process of getting together, hopefully, a joy club. and That's folks that are, like me, you're over 40, a few years over 40. And, uh, in fact, tonight, had Brother and Sister uh, Gary not been sick, they may would have uh, gone over to Lincolnton for, over at Lincolnton, uh, the Wisnets are singing tonight at 6. And that was one of the things that we had talked with them about going over. And for some, it's just a little bit too far, but uh, we have other things coming up. And we will do things here at the church, but there is a a camp meeting for seniors, and that's going to be held over at the church where Sister Wood and Brother Woods attend. It's now called Lake Harvest Church of God, and it's over in the location on Presbyterian Church Road where the old Davidson Church building was and is, and, and now it's, it's, it's the Huntersville Church we're meeting there, and so not on July the 31st at the beginning, it begins on July the 31st, but you'll be here in church on July the 31st, but August 1st, 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, there's a young man or 10 be speaking for uh, we'll be talking to you a little more about that and then Roy Lee Tucker some of you may remember Roy Lee Tucker or know him uh, his dad pastored a church uh, over in, in in Charlotte for many years and when his dad retired Roy Lee started pastoring the church and still now and he's been there probably 15 or 20 years and uh, but he'll be speaking on on Tuesday at 10:30, we'll let you know some more about it. Camp meeting for those over 40. <laughs> Hallelujah! Now I put on a different hat, and the hat that I put on now is Brother Mike's hat normally, and that is to receive offering and tithe. And we know that you've already talked to God about what your offering should be, probably, and but your tithing, of course, is already uh, in the Scripture. And so our ushers coming to wait upon you this morning for your tithe and your giving, and let God speak to your heart about that today. Thank you, thank you for everybody coming. Every smiling face, we love you. Cause it's it's not bad. It's not good weather outside. It's bad, but it's good inside. Father, we love you this morning. We thank you for your spirit and that we feel even now father hallelujah you have met with your people here at this church and i pray now father that you speak to every heart as we give we give cheerfully lord because we love you oh father we love you and we love your appearing we ask you now this morning to receive our love gifts accept them and use it for your glory Do that that you please. And may all things that we call upon you for, may they happen and touch the lives of your people today. What do I need? What does each individual need? Lord, would you rain that down upon us as we worship you this morning, and now we worship in our giving, and may God have his rule over it all. In Jesus' name, amen. to me The only one whose
1: favor I seek The only name that matters to me Yours will be The friendship and affection I need
5: Good morning, it's good to see each and every one of you this morning Good morning to those uh, those at home uh, It's now time to receive prayer requests That you may have this morning Brother Mike Continue pray for Josh, Brother Mike's friend, and his family. Continue prayer for his family. Anyone else? Gretchen? Yes, we want to pray that Pop Pop and Gigi make it home safe, and they're having a great time. Praise we hope they're watching. The Lord. Sister Robin? Special request for Sister Wood. Robin? traveling mercies for robin's friend yes ma'am sister shuggy let's pray for clarity in that situation we want to pray that Sister Shuggy's sister that all things work out for Linda anyone else sister Judy Sister Judy's daughters. Traveling mercies as well. Sure. My brother, my yes. Um, when I
2: spoke to S Sister Dean, she said that she was feeling better than she had been, but Brother Mike was had, had gotten worse. And also prayed for Kim and Jason. Jason was able to go back to work today. Um he is he's not feeling well and um uh,
5: and Kim uh, just needs prayers. Yes, let's pray for Kim, Jason. Brother Mike, Sister Dean. Anyone else? if that's if that's it, um stand, raise hands for unspoken requests you may have. Hallelujah. Let's take this one. Thank you. Thank you. It's now time to fellowship.
6: the best
2: <laughs> Shane said, and he—I don't—I guess he's washing his hands or something. Um, he, Shane said, "You didn't—you uh, didn't mention the birthday," and I said, "Oh." He said, "Was that on purpose?" And I said, "No, not no. I just sorry." And he said, well you normally do?" So yesterday was Sister Rhonda's birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to my friend, Sister Rhonda. Yes, yes. So happy birthday! We hope it was fabulous. Yes, you're you going to sing to her. Were you going to sing to her? Oh, okay, okay. We'll we'll sing. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Rhonda. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Woo! Yes. Yeah. Absolutely, and many more. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> So I said, What'd they do for you? And she said, Well, Chad cooked up a steak stir fry because the kids wanted it. <laughs> she said, Didn't even ask what I wanted. Chad, if you're watching, uh, <laughs> he said, Didn't even ask what I wanted. I said, You probably would have said you didn't care one way or the other. Bless it. But we are glad for you to be here today. We are in the midst of our series about grace. So we saw last, week, and if you miss any of these, then our our Church website is churchofgodcornelius.org. We have it, just click on the media section, and it gives you all the all the past. I don't even know how long it goes, but it's page upon page upon page of previous services. So anytime that you that you miss, go on to our website, go back to the previous week, and uh, and join in with us. Because I mean, I'm getting. <laughs> I'm getting excited about it, and I hope that you are too, about the the things that the Lord is showing us through His Word. So last week we saw the correlation between grace and salvation, and this was explained by examining the opposites, death versus life, that though we were dead in sin, we were offered new life in Christ. The time past versus age to come, that in time past we lived one way. But in the age to come, we were made examples of the grace of God and all that he can do in us. And our works versus God's workmanship, that we are saved by grace through faith. It is not anything that we can do. I can never be good enough. This whole idea in, the, in our culture today, you're enough, you are not enough. And the reason that we, that, we have to, that we keep getting reminded of that is because we know in our hearts that sin has made it so that we are not enough. But through Christ, I am made whole and made new. And he creates in me his workmanship. He makes of me what he wants me to be. So we see these, these opposites. And so today we look at the instruction from the writer of Hebrews, whoever he may be. Whoever he may be, we <laughs> there are there are some differences between the and Dad and I disagree. That's okay. Uh, it will not <clears throat> it will not keep him from heaven if he believes wrongly about who wrote Hebrews. Uh, <laughs> I hope, but <laughs> there are some there are some differences in the style of writing between the the person who wrote Hebrews and Paul's typical writing style. There are uh, it's a lot more. Literary; It's a lot more educated. Paul was uh, oftentimes just trying to get it down on paper. And we see that whoever did write Hebrews was well-versed in the law, which Paul would have been as well, but was well-versed in the law and in tradition. And he was writing specifically to the Hebrew believers, which we know that Paul, back in Acts, he said, "I'm, I'm shaking the dust off my feet for these people god is sending me to the gentiles so that's another reason that that it's not as likely that paul was the writer we joke around but it is it's more likely that it was barnabas or apollos but that's a whole nother history lesson the the author again was speaking to, to jewish believers the purpose of his writing was to demonstrate the supremacy of christ over all things so he's speaking to people who had for their entire lives Been believing in the law of Moses, had been following the traditions of that law, had been following the sacrificial system, had been going to the temple to bring their sacrifices, had gone through the high priest to bring their atonement sacrifice. They had heard about Moses, they had heard about the law, they had heard about all these things their entire lives. So the writer here is saying to them, You have been converted. Christianity you have begun to follow Jesus now I want to show you how Jesus was the fulfillment and the exceedingly abundantly above the expectation of what all these things actually meant so he shows that he is greater that Jesus is greater than Moses and the law he shows that Jesus was greater than the angels and the priests and our passage today introduces us to Jesus as our high priest we're going to be in in Hebrews chapter 4 the chapter opens up with a continuing discussion of entering into God's rest it's kind of the the between chapters 3 and the beginning of chapter 4 it's kind of a parenthesis because the end of chapter 2 goes along with the end of chapter 4 talking about the high priest that is Jesus so He begins with, in that that middle section, talking about God's rest. He said that Yahweh had prepared a land of rest, one that was flowing with milk and honey for his people, but they didn't believe. He said to the people, I'm going to take you into this land. I'm going to bring you into this land of promise, this place of guarantee, this place of expectation. I want to take you here. And they sent in spies. They said, okay, well, we're going to scout this out we're going to check out and see what this land is all about. And they sent in 12 spies, and only two came back believing. Now, God had already said to them, you will get this. You will inherit. You will gain this land. But those who came back, 10 of them said, oh, we're like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And those two actually believed what God had said was true. So, only those two from the original wilderness generation, Caleb and Joshua, survived to see God's promise. God said, okay, well these people are hard-headed and disbelieving and they're not going to enter into the rest that I had promised for them. It's going to be the next generation who will. And the writer tells us that Jesus has now provided the rest. We, we know one of my favorite verses he says come unto me all you who are weary and heavy laden I will give you rest and really what Jesus is saying in that passage is I am the rest that you have been given so that we are able to come into Christ and find our rest in him that if we'll believe that we know that the rest that Yahweh instituted on the seventh day can be ours of course it's he's told that we need to take that but also that we can rest in Christ one day in heaven there is a sabbath rest that everyone should take just because it's commanded and simply for the sake of our own sanity you can't you can't work 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 with no rest at all and expect to be okay in your mind be okay in your body but there remains a rest from weariness and the word rest that he gives here means a settling down to colonize and to abide said, so there's going to come a rest, that it's not just going to be one day that I get, to, I get to relax from my work through the week, but one day there's going to be a rest that I get to settle down in, that I get to just abide in this place of rest that is provided through Jesus. So take a look at verse 11 of Hebrews chapter 4. It says, Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. And it's interesting that opposite here. Let us labor to enter into rest. He said, let us us work hard. Let us have a diligent effort so that we can find rest why so that we do not fall into unbelief this word here means obstinate or rebellious like those israelites who were in the wilderness they were full of idolatry and doubt because wilderness wandering can take a toll on our faith said work hard work hard keep going when it looks like you can't make it keep walking when it looks like everything is going wrong, keep walking because there remains for you a rest if you keep trying, if you keep working, if you keep walking, there will be a rest that is guaranteed for you. Don't be like those Israelites that said, Oh, God, I don't know. All I see is wilderness. All I see is bad. All I see is what I'm in right this second. But he says, work hard, labor to enter into that rest. So we are not given this guarantee of ease we have to understand that that god never promised that it's going to be easy he never said oh well once you become a christian once you get saved we talked about that last week once you get saved everything is peachy keen for you absolutely not he never promised that but he said you got to keep going because at the end of this there's a place that is promised to you taking a look at verses 12 and 13, it says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do our faith is proven by the word he said keep laboring to enter into that rest keep believing because don't be like those israelites who were full of unbelief but but your faith should be in the word because it is quick and powerful god's word is alive it is active for the past past couple of months in our in our wednesday night class we've been talking about loving the word and and how great god's word is that it is alive and that that's how it can speak to us at different points in our lives that one day we may read one thing and it's okay thanks god that was encouraging but a year or two later we go back to the exact same thing and it changes our perspective because the word is alive and it's always speaking god is always speaking through his word to us So it is quick and powerful. It is sharp enough to cut with a single stroke. It said that it is able to cut through down the middle. So this word that was used, this word for cutting here, is a precision cut. It was the opposite of a word used like an axe. So he's saying here, it is not something to chop with, it is something to that is a precision stroke it can pierce it can reach through between the soul and the spirit and those are so closely linked as I was studying it it said that one is the rational immortal soul our soul that goes back to God and the other is the life force of a person what makes us keep going here on earth. So it can pierce between our soul and our spirit, our rational thoughts, and what keeps us going. That it divides what is holding you together, your joints, and what is deep inside, our marrow. It can pierce between those things. It discerns between what we think and what we know to be true (laughs) the thoughts and intents of our heart because sometimes what we think is what we want to be true but there's what we actually know is the truth and God's word can pierce through between the two because we cannot lie. We are not able to lie to God because all things are naked and opened before Him. They're laid bare. They're unfolded before God and He sees. Taking a look at verses 14 through 16, it says, Seeing then, seeing then in light, of the, in light of the rest, in light of the word, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens Jesus the son of God let us hold fast our profession for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need so we must rely upon our high priest. Again, he's, he's showing that Jesus is a greater high priest than those originally back in the Old Testament. So Jesus became our merciful, faithful high priest. This role was not necessarily known for its compassion. Numerous times in the Old Testament, God had to speak to the priest and say, I tried, I, I'm trying to get through to my people through you. And yet you have no compassion on them. You're not caring for them. You're not leading them and teaching them the way that you should. Why are you not following the directions that I, that I gave to you? You are that go-between from me to the people, from the people to me. They have to go through you. And why are you not loving them like you ought to? But Jesus became flesh. So that He could suffer the temptations and the testing that we do in order to help us in our time of need. He became like we are so that He could feel what we feel and yet be without sin in order to show that it's possible, that we can have testing, that we can have trials, that we can face temptation and not have to sin. That because of the victory that we have through Christ, we are able to live in Him without sin. Because he lived this life with us, he knows. He knows that keeping the faith is difficult. You don't believe me? Look back when he goes down on his knees in front of the Father and he says, Father, I don't want to have to do this. Take this cup from me. God, I I don't want to have to suffer and die. Living this life is tough and he knows that. He's felt that. He knows the need for rest. Time after time, we see Jesus napping. I saw a shirt one time that said, Jesus took naps, be like Jesus. And I agree with that entirely. As as soon as we finish eating, we're going to go right home and close the curtains and take a nice nap. So thank you, Lord, for giving us that. But Jesus knew the need for rest. His body got tired. And he took that rest when it was necessary. He didn't feel guilty about it. He laid down in the bottom of the boat and said, I'm tired, y'all. I need to rest. He knows. He understands. And he knows that our nature is to hide when the word exposes us. He knows that. He can, he can feel that. He senses that that within us, and he calls us out. Come to me, come to me and find rest. Unlike the Levitical priest, who seemed to care little about the feelings of the people, Jesus is sympathetic to our frailties. Jesus was appointed as our high priest, and he became sin for us. He took on our sins in order to bring them to God. That The high priests would have to, once a year during the, the day of atonement, they would have to cleanse. They would go through ritual cleansing days and days and days beforehand so that there was no sin within their heart because they had to be the representative of the people. If they had sin within their heart, then they could not approach into the holy holy, holy of holies in front of God. They were not allowed to. If they had any sin within their hearts, they would fall dead in the presence of a holy God. So they would spend all this time cleansing. They would stay away from anything that could possibly keep them from being clean. And they prepared. But the beautiful thing about Jesus is that he was completely without sin. There was never a time that he was sinful so he was able to be our perfect sacrifice to come before God to bring our sins to him the high priest of the old days would take the sacrifice of the people and he would come before God in the holy of holies on the day of atonement and he would sprinkle the blood on the mercy seat there was there was the ark of the covenant that Moses had made and and within this box there were the tablets the, the Ten Commandments. There was the, uh, the r- rod of Aaron that had budded. There was some manna in there. And on top of it was the lid that had two angels carved on each side. And in between the two angels, the presence of God would come down. And the high priest was allowed to enter into the Holy of Holies only one time a year. And he brought with him the blood of an animal sacrifice and he would sprinkle it over the mercy seat he would sprinkle it over the the top the lid of this of this ark of the covenant in order to show god your people want forgiveness your people need their sins taken away father your your people have come to you repentant but when jesus entered he took not the blood of an animal But he took with him his own precious blood. It was not this animal blood that was shed that had to be renewed year after year after year. But his blood was enough. And there was a veil that separated the Holy of Holies from the holy place. And then from the rest of the temple. And only one person could ever come into the Holy of Holies, and that was the high priest, whoever the high priest was at that time. And he could only come in once a year. And it was filled with smoke and, and the incense from the representative of the prayers of the people. There, were, there was incense burning and just smoke rising up within the place. And as he would come in, he had to pass through a veil. So it's thick material that was surrounding the entire holy of holies. And this material was four inches thick. You think of four inches, my my middle finger here is about three and a half. So thicker than or thicker than, a, than your middle finger. The material that separated the people, the the other priests from the presence of God impossible to be torn into absolutely impossible so there was this separation between god and that one mediator the the high priest and that one mediator would come in and he would say father we have your people have sinned and we ask your forgiveness and here's the blood that we have given these are the sacrifices that we're giving to ask your forgiveness but jesus did not keep that veil of division in place. But as soon as he died, we, we read in one of the, the gospel writers, says that the veil of the temple was torn from top to bottom. Ripping it apart and saying, no more, no more. You are now allowed to come into my presence. You are now allowed because of Jesus and what he has done, you are now allowed to come boldly before the throne of god not worried not concerned not only one time a year but any time that was necessary you can come into god's presence and have fellowship with him in light of this he says let us therefore Because of all this, because Jesus is our great high priest, let us therefore, in light of all this, visit, draw near with confident assurance. He said, let us come into this throne of grace. It is no longer a box. It is no longer this place that is is surrounded by angels and just full of smoke and keeping us from finding God and recognizing him and seeing him for who he is but it is a throne an open space in the times before the death of Jesus again only the high priest would be allowed to come in but now but now he says let us now take hold of the mercy of God. Come boldly before the throne that we may obtain mercy. Take hold of the mercy. This word meaning compassion. Obtain grace to help in the time of need. The time of need here can be translated as seasonable help or help in good time. Help when you need it. And the word help here is only used one other time. This brand of help is only only used one other time, and that's in the book of Acts. We'll look at that in just a minute. The word means specifically a rope or chain for frapping a vessel. Now, if y'all don't know if y'all were like me and you have no idea what I'm talking about, you're not with me yet, that's okay. Because the Lord buried the lead on this for me. You ever watch a movie, and you're like, where is this going? And then you get halfway through it, and you're like, oh, that, that makes sense. That was kind of how it was as I was studying this, and I'm writing and I'm I'm feeling good. I'm like, yes, Lord, this is good stuff. And as soon as I got here, <laughs> to the very last phrase of the very last verse, it hit me. <sighs> okay, so we're going to talk about that. We may be familiar with this particular scripture. Certainly we've read it plenty and plenty of times if you've been in church at all. But if we come back to the truth that it offers, we'll be encouraged, I hope. We see some profound things about grace from this passage. Number one, something that we see. Point number one. We are seen and still invited. We are seen and still invited. The word is powerful. With the precision of a surgeon, he cuts through the confusion and the chaos. The mask that I hide behind, God sees through it. He divides my thoughts and my feelings. What I want to be true from what I know is true. His word divides those. There is nothing that he does not know about me because all things are subject to his search. Oftentimes, we think, oh, wow, I'll get away with this. No one will ever find out. But God sees. We used to sing that song, oh, be careful little, you know, and whatever, you know, insert body part here. Um, Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little mouth, what you say. Whatever it may be, and this <laughs> it would uh, it would end with for the Father up above is looking down in love. But wi- the way we would say it for the Father up above is looking, down. and <laughs> that facial expression, God is looking down at you. And oftentimes we don't feel like He's looking down in love. It's like, oh, I, I need to hide this. I need to hide what I'm doing. I need to hide what I'm thinking. I need to hide what I'm feeling. But God sees and He knows and He still loves us. (laughs) His mercy on me and His grace for me is not negated by what I think or feel. (laughs) He knows. He encourages me to come and seek His rest, to come boldly before His throne. This is what grace does. It knows us and it loves us. Like, you know what? I know you have messed up, but come boldly before your throne. I know that you're hurting. Come boldly before the throne. Have confidence that when you come before God, He is going to hear you and He is going to answer you fully known, and still invited. The second thing we see is that we must not waste the audience. We have been given unprecedented access to God's presence. At no other time in history were people allowed to enter one, into the throne room of a king whenever they chose to. They would have had to have an appointment they would have had to be called specifically by the king. And if the king was in a bad mood at that time, he, he could. He could turn you away. He could say, Not today. Or even in, in, the case of, in the case of Esther, she said, If I go before the king, he may kill me. So there was no other time in history, no other time before this, that we were allowed to enter into the throne room of a king. But also, no other time, that the awesome presence of God, that humankind was able to come into his presence and live. They had to wait. People had to wait year after year to come into God's presence. Maybe I'll be good. Maybe I'll be good enough. Maybe. Just maybe. But Jesus' blood has taken away that maybe. His grace has said, what I have done for you was enough to allow you into God's presence any time that you need Him. So we must not be timid to accept this invitation. We must not allow those negative thoughts. We must not allow any hindrances to say, don't go before God at this time. We must not allow those words the enemy to say oh God won't accept you, God won't love you I can come boldly before him and bring my needs and say God please (laughs) Father not in a sense of a beggar how we talk to God shows how we how we think he feels about us not in the sense of a beggar I'm not a beggar, I am a child of God I can come boldly into his presence and say Father I need this Please take care of this for me. The third thing is that we need grace to wrap us up. In Acts chapter 27, and and Rhonda does have it, so she'll put it up, but if you want to turn there, if you're writing it down. Acts chapter 27, verses 14 through 18, we're going to take a look. 27 verses 14 through 18. But not long after, there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Euryclidon. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive. And running under a certain island, which is called Clauda, we had much work to come by the boat. Which, when they had taken up, they used helps. Undergirding the ship, and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksand, struck sail. And so were driven. And we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lighted the ship. So there's only one other time, this is the, this is the time, that this word help is used. The same word in the Greek as, as in Hebrew, in Hebrews. This was a time when Paul was shipwrecked. He was trying to get to Italy, but ended up, and we see in the next chapter, he ended up in Malta. The wind had beat up the boat, it drove it off course. The tempest had caused them to get rid of some things. The quicksand threatened to pull them down. But it said that those on the boat used helps. And as I was looking at this, it means frapping. And again, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm so excited to be able to tell you what this means. So, grace provides frapping in the time of need. Frapping is a nautical term, meaning to bind something tightly or securely. Sailors would bind ropes or chains around the hull of a ship to keep the ship from breaking apart. And this is what grace does. He said, come boldly before the throne of grace to find mercy and to find peace Wrapping in the time of need to find a binding up that's what grace offers to do it says i'm going to wrap you up when you're in the middle of a storm when you're in the middle of falling apart When you think that the winds are going to beat you up and break you apart, when you think that the quicksand is going to suck you down in, when you think that you're going to have to throw away everything that's on your vessel, grace is going to come along and she's going to wrap you up. It's going to wrap you. It's going to chain or rope around the hull so that you can stay together. We receive help. When we ask, when we come boldly before his throne. That's the kind of help he's offering us. Not just, Lord, I I need a good parking spot or Lord, I need a good day. But he's saying this kind of help holds you together when your life is falling apart. That is the grace that he offers you right now. I want us to receive this kind of grace today. I believe that it is available I know that it's available because of God's word, but I believe that God wants to extend it to us today. To everyone who will ask, whoever whoever is bold enough to say, God, you see, I'm not going to try to fake it, you see in my heart anyway. So God, I'm going to come boldly before you and I'm going to say, God, I need this. I need your mercy and I need your frapping. I need you to take care of this for me. Of this grace we know that we are seen and still invited, that we must not waste the audience, and that we need grace to wrap us up as the music plays today. If you need His grace, and we all do, right? If you need that kind of grace, I am inviting you to come boldly before the throne. So we if you feel comfortable better to receive where you are, then that is fine. But if you want to come forward to the front symbolically because obviously this is not the throne room of God here but God is in this place and if you want to come boldly before his throne and receive from him I invite you to come forward toward the altar to receive to say God I need help I come before you naked and exposed God you see what's inside my heart you know what's going on God I I give myself to you I I offer it up and I say, God, I I need you. You are invited today, you are welcome today, to come receive. Heavenly Father, we just come before you, thank you, thanking you, praising you because you are good. You are good. You are only good. Heavenly Father, we come boldly before your throne. We come boldly before your throne today, Father, and we say we need you. (laughs) Yahweh, Abba, we need you today. God, we need you. God, we need you. We come boldly (laughs) knowing that you are our Father, and that you want what's best for us. You have what's best for us. You give to us what we do not deserve and what we don't even know we need. Father, we come to you. Every person who's here, each and every person who's watching, who is in desperate need of your mercy, your compassion, and of frapping up, God, I pray that you just wrap, wrap your arms around each and every one. God, for those of us who in a place of saying, God, it's falling apart. In a place to saying, God, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. God, the winds are blowing. The hull is broken. I'm being torn up, God, and I need you, God. Which is, God, I pray over each and every person that they would receive that grace. That they would feel that binding up from you, God. Give me Jesus. That binding up, This says, even if I try to let go, I can't. This says, even if I try to let go, even if I want to give up, God, I can't because you're holding me so tightly. God, hold them. Hold them when they can't hold up. Heavenly Father, we we trust you. God, we trust you.
3: God, we trust you.
2: God, we trust you. We thank you, God, for your goodness. God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you are here to give. That you are here to give freely. That we don't have to beg because we know you're our Father and you love us and you want to give to us. God, we need you. you. We need you. God, over your people, we just we ask you to pour out. God, that we tear down the mask, that we say, no more, God, this is the truth, this is where I am, emotionally, physically, spiritually, God, this is where I am, you see me, and I ask you to meet me here, God, to, to tear down that that mask of Sunday morning, God, what I try to look like, the good that I try to show off, but God, this is where I am, broken and hurting, and God, I just ask Meet us where we come are. Meet us where when we are, I Father. Come to die. God, as we oh, come boldly before you, accepting your invitation,
3: knowing die. that you love us.
2: Give me as your God, we need you. Jesus. We need you, God. We need
1: you. Give me we need Jesus. you, Father. We need you, we you. Jesus. We praise you. I
2: here, do your work, bind up, bind up, open hearted, heal our wounds, Father, we're not trying to rush you, we just do whatever you want, God, whatever you want, God, we trust you, we receive from you today, Jesus, we just receive from you today, we just receive from you today, God, whatever it is that you have Just surrender to your presence. Just surrender to your presence, God, whatever it is that you want to do in us.
1: Hear our cry. Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you. Our faces down. We our hands are raised. You call Heavenly us out. God, we don't,
2: we we don't want to rush. Away. We just we surrender to whatever away. it is that
1: you have. whatever
2: purpose and plan.
1: Shipwrecks faith mm-hmm. The idols oh my We do what we just is trust right. you that you're doing work. We are desperate for your hand We're reaching out We're reaching out We're reaching out
2: All our hearts All our strength If you are still receiving from the Lord There is no rush If you are still receiving and hearing from May Him There is no rush whatsoever In our
6: hearts
2: and lives but today we say your church, over your people, your may Yahweh church, bless you and keep you. Make Lord His face to shine now. upon you. May He be gracious Lord unto you, and may He give you His peace in Jesus' precious holy name. For Lord, thank you.
0: I knew when this mountain in my way is gonna move, hope it's okay to tell the truth,
1: sometimes the doubt starts to win, yeah I'd be lying if I told you I was anything but weak, right now my struggle's all I see, but I'm not giving in, my story will not end. Cause nothing can stop us